is Tuesday, December 12th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm AJ Hoffman. The Giants and Titans with upset wins. And how is Shohei Otani going to eat for the next 10 years? Here comes the Vegas truth. This is straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. Tennessee comes back and beats the Dolphins on the road. Tommy Cutlets leads the Giants to a win over the Packers. And some interesting tales about Shohei Otani's contract come out. What is the Vegas lead, Scott? $2 million a year. $2 million. Uh, Poor ooh. guy. There's your mention. It's going to be right like uh, SpaghettiOs. Uh, I'll tell you why it's actually a genius move coming up a little later right. on in the pod. But let's lead with Monday Night Football. We had a doubleheader, kind of. We had two games at the same time. Why? The, the opportunity's so great. <laughs> the, the half times were on at the same time. I know, I know. It's so brutal. It's weird because they announced this before the season started. The NFL said, hey, you know, ESPN's going to have three days this season, three Mondays. With games going on simultaneously. It's not going to be the double headers where there's one East Coast game, one West Coast game. They would have three days. We've already had two of them now where there's uh, games at the same exact time. And here we had it last night. Titans, Dolphins in Miami, Packers, Giants in New York. Why couldn't, we, at the same time. Why couldn't we stagger by like an hour, hour and a half? Wouldn't that have made a lot more sense? Yeah. Any, diff- any different times would that way, have made sense. At halftime? You flip over to the, the game that's about to kick off. You yes. watch that, and then you're like, if the game is close, people will go back to it. If it's not close, cool, you've got them sucked in for the, uh, f- for the good game. And when halftime of the second game comes, you're probably in the last two minutes of that game. So they're going to go right back. Like, it's, it's so much smarter mm-hmm. to have them staggered. It was, I was very frustrated last night. Well, I was watching the Giants game because I needed uh, points from my Packers defense that I started in fantasy. I needed this. This is what I, I needed: three points to make the playoffs in my fantasy league, my big money fantasy. Mm-hmm. And I made some bad sit and start decisions, but I still had the Packers defense against Tommy DeVito and the Giants. You got to get three points, right? A couple sacks, maybe a pick. Absolutely. Well, I got four points because of two fumbles by the Giants. One on a muffed punt, and the other on Saquon Barkley falling on his face. But that's the only points the Packers defense got because the Giants scored 24 points last night. Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets, listen to this stat line. 17 of 21 passing, 158 yards, one touchdown, zero picks, 10 carries, 71 yards. Would have had a rushing touchdown, got tackled at the one-yard line. Yeah, credit where it's due. I, I certainly didn't see this coming. Um, there's been a couple guys this season where it's like, again, I, I, I see most of these guys play college ball, and that's how I base my decisions until I start seeing them in the NFL. But uh, add Jake Browning uh, to the list. Sure. But t- Tommy DeVito, guys who I was like, these, these guys aren't good. They weren't good in college. They like, they, They're getting washed out of m- middling college programs because they can't hack it. How are they going to make it in the NFL? To his credit, Tommy DeVito, been he's exceeded all expectations, I think. I think the, the thing that impressed me the most about the Giants' performance last night was the offensive line performance. Tommy DeVito was not sacked one time, and that's shocking because 
This is an offensive line that's been atrocious all season, and DeVito's been sacked a, a bunch of times since he's since he's been playing. He was sacked nine times against Washington. Nine times. Nine times against Washington. Six times last week against New England. Zero sacks last night. Most impressive part of the game for me. Yeah, it's certainly certainly impressive. And you know what? The, the Giants defense wasn't all that bad either. They Jordan Love, who's been playing really good ball, yeah. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, this was a, a real surprise to me. I didn't see the Giants stepping up and playing like this. So hats off to them. This was a, a an all-in performance. It felt like from a team who really doesn't have anything to go all in for. At least you wouldn't think. Three, but now, yeah, three straight wins now, and they are one game out of a playoff spot in the NFC. And take a look at this. So the Giants are currently the 12th seed at five and eight, but the seventh seed is the Packers at six and seven. And it's the Packers, Rams, Seahawks, Falcons, and Saints all at 6-7 and seven ahead of the Giants. Well, the Giants beat the Packers, so they have the head-to-head tiebreaker there. The Giants will play both the Rams and the Saints this season. Yeah. So they still have games where if they beat those two teams, not only do they knock them down a peg, but they also have tiebreakers over them. The only team they got to worry about is the Seahawks that they lost two heads up. Yeah. I mean, they, listen, they... I, Again, I still think this is one of the five or six worst teams in the league, mm-hmm. but it's hard to argue with the results lately. They're they're playing really well. Um, they they this was the first win they've had this season over a team with a pulse. Yeah, which is I I'm a big believer in. I'm gonna wait till they beat someone who's at least respectable before I start thinking. Okay, maybe they're good. Uh, this was that moment for them because beating up on the the Commanders and the Patriots that didn't do anything for me. The Cardinals. This is a, a solid win over a team that was playing really well coming into the game. So yep. Giants, Giants should be pumped about what they've got going. Now here's the question: Like, I know Tommy DeVito is going to start for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, do we have a quarterback battle coming into next season? Oh, I don't think you can think about next season unless Tommy DeVito goes out there and wins. You know, takes you to the playoffs beats somehow. The Eagles twice. Like, right. <laughs> then you can start talking, but. I still think this guy is just on a, on a great run. It's not like he was great in the no. two other wins against the Commanders and the Patriots. This was his best performance by far. And so now we'll see what he does next week in New Orleans against the Saints. A pretty good Saints defense, mind you. The other Monday night game saw a shocker, AJ, as the Titans defeated the Dolphins 28-27. Double-digit dogs go into Miami and win outright. Uh, Well, yeah, this wrecked a lot of Circus Survivor seasons. Um, This was really like a tale of three games. And the first game lasted till about six minutes left in the game. And it was a tight game. The the Dolphins struggled, couldn't get much going with their offense. A lot of it was Tyreek Hill was, was banged up early. On a the rare combo of horse collar horse collar slash hip drop on yeah. the same tackle, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure it was on accident though. Uh, but so he's out for a good chunk of the game. The offense is sputtering. It's a tie game. The Dolphins are punting to the Titans, and you're thinking, man, if you got Titans plus thirteen and a half, you're getting into, into the middle of the fourth quarter. You got to be feeling really good. Tie game. You got the ball. Well, the Titans muff the punt. Dolphins score on the next play. Then they kick off. Mm-hmm. The Titans fumble. Derek, uh, I don't know if, you, if they credited Levis or Henry with the fumble, but Levis pitches. It's too high. Yep. Uh, goes off uh, Henry's pads and is a fumble. Dolphins right back into the end zone. So now they're up 14. So you went from 
plus 13 and a half feeling like the easiest cover ever to now you're sweating bullets. Yeah. But then Will Levis goes down, gets you a touchdown. They, they go for two, which we've been saying this is a team more Analytic teams need to play. do this. Yep. It was a smart play. They get it. Uh, they get a three and out, and they get the ball back, drive down, score another touchdown, and win the game. I mean, this was a, a roller coaster. Uh, but this was I've, – I've often this season questioned the, the toughness of the Miami Dolphins. This is another one where I, I really feel like it's in, it's in doubt. Um, I, I don't – they just – I guess the words to describe is glass cannon, to use like a fighting term. Like, they're really good if you're not punching them back. Like, and, they're, and they're chucking the ball all around and everything's going great. They're incredible. But once you really start to pound on this team, it feels like they're just, they're just not there for it. They don't want to be in those types of games. And last night was another example of that, it felt like. Yeah, and I think that obviously if Tyreek's healthy, it's a completely different game. Sure. Their offense, and, and there was a lot of people on Twitter that were saying this is why Tyreek Hill deserves to be in the MVP conversation because when he was off the field, the Dolphins' offense looked terrible. Yeah. Like, they had no flow whatsoever, and he comes back in the game, and he's limited, and, and, and it's understandable. But without him on the field, they just looked lost. Um, and it's just one less maybe the focus – for the Titans defense can shift to now going after Waddle and going after HN and, and going after Mostert and not a, not have to double cover Tyreek or yeah. that makes it easier. But they, they look like a different team. And the Jets, who will play them now this next week, have to be watching the film on this game thinking, man, if we can just lock, if we can just duplicate some of the things physically that the Titans were able to do, they got a chance in, against Miami. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Like, I, it's if you if you punch the Dolphins in the face, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can you can get them to back off. I, I, I the Dolphin. I don't want to say the Dolphins are overrated because I, I've I've gotten back and forth with people on this. I think the Dolphins are unique in a way that when things go right, there's not many teams that are better. Like when when they have their kind of game, they're they're the best at it. But I, I think that you can throw them off their game. I think. I'm curious to see how they finish out this season because it certainly feels like the Dolphins are more of an early half early half mm-hmm. team than a late half team, which makes you worry about the playoffs. I think home f- home field is going to be very important for this team in the playoffs, uh, even though they lost on home field last night. Like it doesn't, this doesn't feel like the offense that even though they are running the ball well, it doesn't feel like an offense that's going to work in a cold day in Kansas City or a cold rainy day in Baltimore. I, I don't think the Dolphins want to be in those games. Are the Titans still alive? No. Two games against the Titans, uh, two games against the Texans, one game against the Jaguars left. No, they're not. But okay. I, I really do believe Mike Vrabel is one of the better coaches in the league, and yeah. he's not going to let them quit. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's if I, the even though they're out of it, and we usually talk about dream killer or dream crusher things like that, I'm not ready to start fading the Titans every week just because yeah. they're out of things. Because I, I think they're never going to play like they're out of it. Yeah, great performance last night. Elsewhere around the NFL, or we should mention that with that loss by the Packers, the 49ers become the first team in the league to clinch a playoff spot. Not like it was ever in doubt that the 49ers were yeah. going to make or miss the playoffs. Uh, Justin Herbert, who fractured his finger uh, on Sunday, not going to play this Thursday, and according to reports, is uh, going to have surgery today on that finger. Yeah, meaning he's probably, if the Chargers are smart, He's done for the season. They're, they're shutting him down for the season because Chargers don't have anything to play for at this point. Uh, whatever the future of your franchise is, 
you know that it's it's built around Justin Herbert. You you made that decision last offseason. This is your quarterback. Uh, whoever the coach is going to be, we don't know. You know what the offense will look like elsewhere, we don't know. But you know Justin Herbert's your quarterback next year. It, it might be the only thing you know because you don't know if Austin Eckler is going to be back. He's probably not going to be back. So you, there's no point in in having any more risk uh, to him they, because again, you're not going anywhere with this team. They're dead. It's it's over. This week sealed it. Just let him finish out the season. I know. There's Brandon Staley probably sees a reason to go out and try to win some more games. Absolutely, save his job. But I don't. I don't think that's salvageable now anyway. I would agree with that. So and the Raiders are three point favorites here in Vegas. God, that tells you, man. That, that's you know, and it, the Chargers, their point differential on the season. You know what it is? It's got to be negative. Zero. Oh, it's a zero. It's a zero. Uh, which so it's hard to say that they, you know, they they're just terrible. I I don't, but. They're not a winning team, mm-hmm. and it, to, to have a, a flat zero and be five and eight. Meanwhile, the Raiders are negative fifty-seven, and they're five and eight. Meanwhile, the Broncos are seven and six; they're negative twenty-two. There's something wrong with that. Like there's something culturally wrong with this team. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained, and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. In the association, the streaks continue. AJ, the Pistons lose their 20th straight game as the Pacers win 131-123, and they cover the spread. Uh, We thought that maybe a little Vegas flu, a little hangover 
for the Pacers, but they, they, they barely cover, but it's still a cover. I keep coming up with reasons not to bet against the Pistons, and I'm starting to realize I should stop doing that yeah. and just bet against the Pistons. Oh, I have so much FOMO for this streak. It's like, why did we not just bet money line on the opposition every single game? Same thing with the Spurs, who drop a franchise record 17th straight game losing to the Rockets 93-82. Yeah, it's a disaster in San Antonio. And like the fact that there was a, a highlight of Wimby dunking the ball, it's like, wow, that's that's what this season's come to now is just we're going to play some Wimby highlights and we're going to we're going to hopefully uh pick a running mate for him next season <laughs> yeah. in, in the draft. Maybe maybe that's what it, maybe that's what's happening. Um, we have a couple of teams playing uh, the second of a back-to-back as far as last night and tonight is concerned, one of them being the Cavs who lost in Orlando to the Magic last night, 104-94, despite 36 points from Darius Garland. But tonight, the Cavs are in Boston to face the Celtics. Boston, nine-and-a-half-point favorite. The, yeah, this that line tells me that maybe someone's out. Uh, I, I don't know what the health situation is like mm-hmm. for Cleveland, but that's a, that's a big number. My initial thought was, oh, I'll take the Cavs, but because the number is so wide, it makes me yeah. think that somebody's not playing. The Mavericks beat the Grizzlies last night, 120-113, to and tonight will host the Lakers on TNT, L.A., one-and-a-half-point favorite. And this is a bummer because I wanted to fade the Lakers first game after the, uh, the in-season tournament, but now you've got the Mavericks on the second half of a back-to-back, so those things are going to gonna wash each other out for me, so no action for me. The Nuggets last night beat the Hawks 129-122. The Bulls played overtime against the Bucks. Milwaukee winning 133-129, so you got both teams playing tonight on the second of a back-to-back. Denver, eight-and-a-half-point favorites on the road, low total of 216-and-a-half. Yeah, that was my thought was, it's man, that's a big number, eight-and-a-half for such a low-total game. Uh, but then you worry with the Bulls playing overtime, uh, who knows what they're going to be looking at. And especially had they won in overtime, I'd be like, man, maybe they're pumped up. But it certainly doesn't feel like that right now. The Nuggets haven't been that good at home, though, or on the road, six-and-eight away from home this season, the Denver Nuggets. Your second game of the TNT doubleheader, the Warriors and the Suns from Phoenix. Phoenix, three-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah, this number feels about right to me. Um, uh, it may be a slight lean to the Warriors, but but not enough to uh, to be actionable. And the Kings and the Clippers both playing last night. Kings beat the Nets 131-118. The Clippers a 132-127 win over the Blazers. Those two teams tonight will do battle in L.A., the Clippers, three and a half point favorites. Yeah, I like the way the Kings are playing right now, and they've, you know, they, their last they, they lost to the Clippers last time out. It was like a 14, 15 point loss, but it's one of only two times that they've lost in their last eight games. Like they're they're playing pretty good ball. So uh, this is a road game, though. Uh, Kings on the road, certainly not my favorite thing to back, but I, I think if I had to here, this would be uh, it would be a, a Kings or pass play for me. Only one top 25 team in action yesterday. We mentioned Gonzaga being 39.5-point favorites, 78-40 win. That is 38. That doesn't get the job done. Mississippi Valley State covers against the Zags. 78 points, not as big of a number as I would have expected here. Uh, But Mississippi Valley State does fall to 0-10 now on the season. Two games in the top 25 tonight. Neither expected to be particularly competitive. Uh, 0-9 Georgia Southern travels to Rocky Top to take on the number 12 Tennessee Vols. Tennessee minus 31 and a half. And then Duke 
minus 15 and a half hosting Hofstra. Hofstra, a good, uh, a good mid-major team. It won't be a walkthrough by any stretch. So I could see Hofstra competing with this Duke team. But uh, the other game is Tennessee-Georgia Southern game. This is going to be ugly. So, uh, again, this is a really rough week for college basketball. Not a lot of competitive games. So if you're a fan, enjoy. If not, there will be something else on, I promise. Heavy schedule on the ice tonight. The Hurricanes are at the Senators. Carolina minus 135. Maple Leafs at the Rangers. We got a good uh, matchup there at the Garden. New York, a minus 140 favorite. Rangers, the co-favorite right now to win the Stanley Cup. 19-6-1 with a 9-2 record on home ice at the Garden. The Coyotes are at the Penguins. Pittsburgh's minus 190. Arizona playing the second of a back-to-back. They lost in Buffalo last night. Five to two. Red Wings also playing the second of a back-to-back. They lost six-three in Dallas last night. They are in St. Louis to take on the Blues. St. Louis minus one twenty-five. Flyers are at the Predators. Nashville's minus one thirty-five. Blackhawks at the Oilers. The Oilers so hot right now. They are minus four hundred favorites. Edmonton has won seven straight games over the seven-game winning streak. Okay, they've scored. 18, 21, 27, 30, what are 35 goals. That's pretty good. In seven games. That's, that, yeah. They, that'll get it done. Offense is clicking right now for the Oilers. The Lightning are at the Canucks. Vancouver's minus 120. The Flames playing the second of a back to back. They lost 6 5 last night in Colorado. They are here in Vegas to take on our Golden Knights. VGK a minus 190 favorite. The Panthers are at the Kraken, Florida, minus 165 on the road. And the Jets visit the Sharks. Winnipeg is minus 230. AJ, we teased it at the beginning of the show, but let's talk about the Shohei Otani contract. As the reports came out yesterday, it is official. It has been announced. It has been confirmed. Otani, 10 years, $700 million. That's the deal with the Dodgers. However, $680 million of it will be paid to it, paid to him when he's done playing baseball. Yeah, between means, 2034 and 2043. Which means that Otani is only getting paid $2 million per year by the Dodgers. That's incredible. Now, reports today were that he's making almost $50 million a year through endorsements. Oh, yeah. He's, so he, he's, he's going to be okay. But this is wild. And this is – from what I understand, there were there were some teams who were complaining about uh, salary cap uh, implications. Mm-hmm. And, like, may, maybe it's, it's trying to uh, – it's the Dodgers' way of trying to ease some salary cap issues. But he is 17th now on the list. Of Dodgers salaries for 2024. That's cool. That's wild. He's the 17th highest paid player in the Dodgers. But I mean, you're talking about 97 percent of his money being deferred. Okay. That's let, let me tell incredible. You why, let me tell you why this is um, just a genius move by Shohei Otani. Not only does it allow the Dodgers to, you know, go out and spend because they're only giving him $2 million per year, so you can pay guys like Mookie Betts. You can pay guys like Freddie Freeman. Heck, you can go out there and and still try and sign Yamamoto, the the Japanese pitcher who's coming here, right? So there's, there's flexibility there for your team to be good. But also, Otani now is only taxed, California tax, which is ridiculous, on $2 million a year. Not $30 
$40 million. Will he not be taxed, like, down the road on that other tax? Oh, that's wherever his residency or whatever's going fine. His occupation working in L.A. with more majority with 81 uh, home games. Wow. That's only $2 million a year that he's getting taxed on. Wow. Well, good call by he's him. He's saving millions of dollars in tax by deferring the money yeah uh, listen it's I, genius it is and i think the first thing you said too about being competitive like it, he he left the angels because he wanted to win he didn't think they were going to win in anaheim this was the move it, it makes sense to say hey it, let, let's put a compet and now the, it, the pressure falls on the dodgers to make sure they put a competitive roster around them yeah so i mean look i don't know uh what the the tax is going to be like on the 680 million dollars uh later on but all I know is that right now, for the $2 million a year, yep. he is saving a boatload of money for the time being. And, yes, the the, the money that he makes, uh, certainly in endorsements, does help. What also helps is saving money at pregame.com. When you go to pregame.com, it's the final day to use it. Our two promo codes from last week, still good for one more day. We extended it for you. Army 15 or Navy 15. It was Army-Navy week last week. It is now bowl season this week, and we will have a college football pod coming your way later on tonight. So That's right. You want to make sure you listen to that. We'll preview the first couple of games for bowl season coming up this Saturday and use our promo codes Army15 and Navy15 to save $15 at pregame.com. For AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. We are straight out of Vegas. Yeah.